It's the Higher Ed for All podcast. Here's your host, David Apolato Jr. parents, teachers, counselors, students, and everybody in between. This is the Higher Ed for All podcast, and I'm David Apolato Jr. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast, follow us on Twitter at Higher Ed for All, and check out our Facebook page. Today we'll be discussing community college, and I have a few guests with me here today. My brother, Tristan Apolato, he's in the midst of transferring from a community college. Rosalind Apolato, my wife, who went to community college, then transferred to a university and has completed her bachelor's. And David Apolato Sr., my father, who has been a college education counselor for the past 14 years. So let's get to it. Hello, I'm here today speaking with Tristan Apolato, my little brother, and Rosalind Apolato, my lovely wife, and we're discussing community college. Hello, guys. Hello. Hello. So what I want to start off with, Tristan, is why you went to community college. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, I started off in high school just wanting to go to community college just because everybody was going to college, and I had no other plans after high school. And then I started dating my ex-girlfriend, and she kind of was like, go to college. And so I was like, oh, okay. So why didn't you go to a CSU or UC? Like, or did you even apply to those? Yeah, my girlfriend was the one who kind of influenced me to, to apply to uh, CSU and, and UC. But community college, I just was going to go just because. I applied to four CSUs. Yeah, San Diego State, Sac State, Fresno State, and Los Angeles. Did you get into any of those? Yeah, I got into Sac State and I think it was uh, Los Angeles. Yeah. So why not just go there? Why did you choose the community college route? Well, because I couldn't really afford it and I didn't want to take out loans for how, how, how crazy student loan debt is right now. I also didn't know what I wanted to do. And so I thought community college would be a good, good way to throw myself into a bunch of different classes to see kind of what path I wanted to follow. Absolutely. Community college... Uh, for many people, is a time of exploration, trying a couple of different classes, try an art class, try a business class, you know, and really figure out what it is you like, but possibly what it is you don't like. And for the relatively cheap cost of community college, it's the perfect opportunity for you to truly nail down what you want to do if you haven't figured out to that point. Um, but Rosalind, you know, you were in a different situation. You knew that you wanted to work in the healthcare field. So why did you choose to go to community college first? Because it was the cheaper route for me, and I knew that was my only option at that time. Why do you feel like that was your only option? Because I wasn't educated in the other opportunities that I could get with FAFSA and other funds. Did you not have a like a high school counselor to guide you through that, or were they just not available? I just, they weren't really there. Like, they were there, but they weren't. Like, they didn't individually talk to us. They were just present there, like, if you needed to go to them. Mm-hmm. There was never really, like, oh, like come. Yeah. And I didn't bother to go to them. Got it. So you knew that you wanted to work in healthcare. 
um, and you started in you started doing a path towards an LVN. I remember you doing a CNA program as well. Um, it didn't lead really into any specific direction until you got to a university level. Explain that to me. That is correct. Um, it wasn't until I talked to my father-in-law now that I got into the university and I figured out that I could get a bachelor's degree in healthcare administration. And that's what really helped me compared to just going to community college. I was just lost in community college. I was just taking classes, just to take classes. So with you, uh, you know, I know that you t took classes, uh, were only successful in a very small number of those. Uh, why do you think community college didn't work for you? Just the schedule. I was busy. I was working two jobs and it just didn't work out for me as far as like the timing goes. And I was just very tired. With University of Phoenix, it was just more flexible. I was able to actually achieve it better. Got it. And then, so for you, Tristan, you've been pretty successful with community college. You did about three years, got a, an associate's degree out of community college. Now you're transferring to CSU Sacramento. How do you think maybe your path was different from, from Rose's path? How do you think you were able to be successful? Yeah, I could see where Rose is coming from. It's hard to sustain a full-time job when you're going to school without at least doing you know online classes. Yeah. And online classes were really... Uh, well, one, they, they only had so many, and they all pack. Like, they all get, like, full at the start of registration. And so if you don't register fast enough, you're not going to get those online classes. So you really have to accept that, you know, you really, it's it's really, you have to work part-time if you want to go to school full-time. And that's really tough. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of people out there that could go to school full-time, work full-time, because school, you know, should be considered a full-time job to work two full-time jobs mm -hmm. and in Rose's case really it would have been three full-time jobs I can see you know how maybe community college wasn't the best fit but a school that's structured like University of Phoenix could be a good fit taking the one class at a time as, as structured there um, and for you I know that now that you're going to CSU Sacramento you've chosen actually not to work full-time but you're gonna work part-time yeah but that's also just because I have the luck of, of keeping my my job, which pays a, you know a good a good amount to be able to afford rent and afford and, and they pay a company car, so I don't have to worry about gas and so it, it's it's an opportunity that a lot of people don't I don't think normally have though, you know, Got a lot it. of people are working like Jamba Juice and and McDonald's and and if you want to make that extra leap to go to school, it, it takes a lot of like a lot of hard work, like a lot of work and school just never dedication, dedication. yeah. yeah. Yeah, and your girlfriend now, she works at Jamba Juice, and you can already, you can see it's it's a lot for her, you know? Yeah, and, and that's the thing, but she, like, again, like, I have the job, she has her parents, like, her parents are very helpful. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people don't, if you want to go to school, you, it, like, if you don't have one of those, like, family or or a part-time job that's yeah. paying good, you're not going to, it's really hard to do that. So that goes into support systems. You know, you have right. your support system is one of them is your job that's helping you support you through college. Uh, we also we also have dad, um, you, me, you know, right. when I can help you out. Mm -hmm. Rose, explain to me how your support system helped you through college and uh, how you were able to get on track with a better support system than you started with. Well, it wasn't until I met my father-in-law that I had a better support system. Well, tell me about that. How was uh, your father-in-law, David Apollado Sr., able to help you reach your career and education goals? For me, David Apollado was my counselor. 
my go-to when I needed when I needed answers for school. Um, my mom wasn't really there. Like, she wasn't educated in it. And she wasn't available because of working two jobs to support us. So a, a support system is extremely important when it comes to the higher education process. Without it, uh, we can lack direction. And our support system is there to get us through the tough times. They're there to remind us why we're going to college. Why are we staying up late and doing our homework? Why are we working a job and going to college? They're really there to remind us of the importance and to support us through that process. So Tristan, tell me what you could have done differently. Now, I know you took a year off between community college and then starting uh, this fall with uh, CSU Sacramento, but is there anything that you would have done differently on that path? Yeah, I probably would have started, I would have taken a year off right after school and I wouldn't have dated my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> no, um, no, no, there's nothing I would have done differently. <laughs> Everything was meant to be what it was meant to be, but I think I'm actually pretty happy with it, yeah. Nice. And then, Rosalind, um, community college, would you say it was a waste of time? Would you say if you, would have, you would have gone to University of Phoenix right away if you knew about it, or do you think that the time in community college although you didn't you know, complete too many credits, was needed when it came to your path? I think I would say that I'm still grateful to go to community college because that helped me decide that that wasn't for me. That helped me decide to go to a different university that works with my schedule. Awesome. You know, and, and I tell students all the time you know, to go to community college, to try different things, to see what you like, what you don't like. And maybe you try community college and you realize you don't like it, but that's okay because at least you gave it a shot. We tell our kids all the time, Rose, that you know you have to try that broccoli before you tell me you don't like it. And that's okay if you don't like it because there are things that I don't like either. So up next, we're going to go ahead and speak with David Appalato Sr., who was a big influence in your guys' higher education experience. But first, we're going to take a quick break and talk to some kids. It's time to ask some kids about college. Hey, Jace, we're going to talk about college, okay? Okay. Do you know what college is, Jace? Uh, when you grow up, you'll get a job. Oh, okay. What do you want to be when you grow up? Have a job. Oh, what kind of job? In the library. You want to have a job in the library doing what? Making books. Oh, cool. What kind of books do you like to make, Jace? Uh, comics. I love comics. What? Yeah, I love comics. They're my favorite. Oh, I didn't know. You didn't know that? Mm-hmm. Do you know what my favorite comic book is? What? Iron Man. <laughs> Iron Man? Yeah, my favorite comic book is Iron Man. What about mine? I don't know what your favorite one is. Captain Underpants. What kind of Captain Underpants books do you write? Uh... Some are done, but some are actually done. Oh, okay. Do you have some that are not done? Uh, yeah. What's your favorite Captain Underpants book that you're writing right now? Uh, Captain Underpants and the Terrifying Wedgie Woman. Did you know that you can go to college for writing? Yeah. Who told you? Nobody. Nobody told you? How'd you know then? I just know it. Oh, you just know it? You're smart? Yeah. Spell it. S-M-A-R-T. No, I said it. Spell it. <coughs> I thought you said smart. No, I said spell it. 
Oh, never mind. <laughs> okay, you got to go to college to learn how to be a writer, okay? Okay. Okay, I'll see you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. What about you, Lila? Do you want to go to college? Uh, yes. Do you know what college is? No. What college do you want to go to? Uh, a college building houses. So you want to be an architect? Mm-hmm. Cool. Why do you like building houses? Because I wanted my, I was thinking all about that. Did you see that on TV? No, I was just thinking. Oh, okay. Well, do you know you have to go to college for that? Uh, no. Yeah, you have to go to college to learn how to build houses. Oh. Do you know that being an architect is a lot of work? Is yeah. Only if I were a grown-up and somebody else or a grown-up can help me. Oh, that's why you got to go to college, so you can have a teacher who can help you. And I need a lot of people to help me so they can, so we can work together. What color houses do you want to make? Yellow and light pink and gold. Are you excited to go to college? Mm-hmm. How old do you need to be to go to college? Uh, maybe 12. Maybe. You got to be smart, though. Okay. Lila, why is college important? Why do you have to go to college? Because when I was talking to you, I you just said college is important. What college are you going to go to? Do you know any colleges? No. Not yet? Mm-mm. Okay, well, we still got some time, okay? Okay. We can apply for some scholarships, okay? Okay. Okay. I'll talk to you later, Lila. Bye. Bye. And that does it for this week's Let's Ask Some Kids About College. Tune in next week where we talk to two more kids and see what they know about college. So I have on the line today David Apolletto Sr., my father, who has 14 years of higher education counseling experience, and what we're discussing today is community college. Let's start with some benefits of community college. So for a student to go to community college, it benefits them, it benefits them more so than going to a state college because the cost is much, it's much more cost effective to attend a community college. Well, and then you pair that with nearly half of students who uh, earn STEM degrees at a UC, they transferred from a community college. They're taking, by attending a community college, once again, they're able to get classes that are uncommonly available in, with, with universities being so impacted with, uh, with how many students are attending it's harder and harder these days to even get a clear schedule from a university because of the competition and how many people are going to universities, especially with the competition of international students. University needs to be able to make money to stay afloat, and so oftentimes they put more of these kind of classes set to the side for international students because they get three times the tuition. So if a student... If a student attends a community college, they have a much better chance of getting the classes they need necessary to transfer. 
Yeah, and when you compare that with the amount of community colleges that are available in California at 115, this gives students ample opportunity to take the basic general education classes uh, that they need to transfer to a CSU, a UC, or even private institutions. In fact, one out of every four students in the nation who are attending community college attend a community college in California. What I want to what I also want to talk about is that students who have an associate's degree, what I also want to talk about is occupations that typically require workers to have an associate's degree for entry have an average annual wage of about $53,000 compared to $36,000 for jobs that only require somebody to have a high school level of education. Can you speak on the fact that community college with an associate's degree earned can help a student increase their income potential? Well, I mean, just alone today and today's today global economy, it's becoming more and more prevalent for students to be able to, that it's necessary that they have a degree in order to compete for today's job market. And so by attending the community college or attending and having an associate's degree separate them from the competition. Every degree that they go up will separate them with each higher level of education. Uh, you, a person begins to separate themselves from the competition because not as many people have. The higher you go up in higher education, the less people, the less people have that degree. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes sense. The, uh, you know, if you have a bachelor's in, uh, you know, a lot of people out there have a bachelor's, a huge number of people, but if you go to a master's degree, then you're separating yourself, and a PhD, then you're really separating yourself, uh, so that makes, yes. that makes perfect sense. And I think it's only like 6%, 6% of the people in the United States have master's degrees, only 6%. That is not a lot, so a lot of people stop at the bachelor's, but the days of, of, of completing an associate's degree are are uh, even those are, are are becoming obsolete although it's still good because they do separate themselves from the competition but today's uh, a lot of corporate industries look at associate's degree almost like a high school diploma so in their education plan it's necessary for them to look at the bigger picture and they might as well plan on completing a bachelor's but at least they can take that first step by attending a community college for the least amount of cost in order to be able to prepare themselves for a reasonable wage and to be able to to compete for that wage, a reasonable wage for living. Can you speak on a particular story of one Rosalind Appalato who was continuously trying and failing to go to community college? Can you speak on how you were able to uh, point her in the right direction? Well, I mean, you know, community college is not is not for everybody, and it and one size does not fit all. And somebody like like Rose, in in her case, she was continuously trying to attend a community college, but was unsuccessful in completing her program in a timely manner because she had other obligations. <clears throat> she had to work. She had to work a full time job, and so for for people who are working full time job, a full time schedule does not always work, and so she needed an, a, a different education plan, one that would be more suitable 
to fitting education into her life as opposed to trying to fit her life into education. And then can you speak on um, Tristan, um, your son, my brother, his community college path was much more successful, although it still has taken him some time. How do you think community college has benefited him? I think community college has benefited him hugely because he was able, his, his situation was totally different from, from Rose because he did not have, he did not have half the responsibility in, in regards to the cost of living, in the regards to being independent. Uh, he, he had somewhat of a more catered environment where he, he had an environment that allowed him to go to school and to work the least amount of hours because that's how, that's how he was set up. And so he didn't have half the obligations that Rose had in regards to being able to take care of herself financially and all of her financial responsibilities. So for Tristan, the path was, was a little bit easier in the sense that he did not get his father and stepmom had set him up in a position where he was able to attend the community college and, and be able to uh, fit that kind of a traditional schedule into his life because his life did not consist of a 40-hour-a-week job. Would you always recommend a student start with community college or explore that as their first option? I would definitely, I would always recommend community college uh, to, to students because with, with student loans being considered a crisis, a national crisis, a $1.6 trillion crisis in America, it just does not make absolute sense for a student to pay $300 a credit as opposed to $50 a credit for the same general education uh, course. And general education is general education. Uh, now, I understand that some students, younger students, if you will, want to experience the college life, uh, the college culture of attending a university or four-year college, but not everybody can afford forward that kind of that, that kind that of experience uh, comes, yeah that experience comes with dollar signs comes with well oh yes absolutely and so i would definitely suggest that they i mean now if a parent if their parents had put aside money has saved and they're going to finance it well then that door that door you know there's more doors open in that area but for most people, the average person uh, in today it, it can't afford a four-year college. And they end up taking out loans, and not only do the student end up in debt, but even the parent ends up in debt with student plus loans because they don't have the cash set aside to be able to pay cash for all of the expenses of attending a traditional four-year college. But, you know, four-year colleges, four-year colleges are not really four-year college if they spend the first two years at a two-year college, then they're only going for two years to a four-year college. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with going to a community college for two years and then transferring. The whole idea is to have a plan. 
You know, you go to community college with a purpose. You're going to go to community college because you're going to take certain classes that will transfer into possible degree programs you're looking at at a university level. So I want to thank you for spending some time with me and going over the importance of community college and how it can benefit or how it may even not be the right option for somebody. So thank you. And thank you for having me today. It was a pleasure to spend time with you discussing education. So what do we know now? Community college works for millions of students, but not everyone. Community college is an affordable and oftentimes the most practical alternative to going to a university straight out of high school. Community college can be a time of exploration to find out which steps to take during the higher education journey. My suggestion is to weigh all of the options and lay them out in front of you. Think about a path you want to go down and analyze all the factors to consider. Cost, family, location, career goals, and choose the option that makes the most sense and makes you happy. So as always, we wrap up the show with a little Q&A session where I answer questions from you, the listeners, regarding higher education. Today's Mailbox Q&A is brought to you by Gatekeeper Off-Road. Just like the team at Gatekeeper Off-Road builds custom parts for your vehicle to tackle the toughest terrain, the team here at Higher Education, the How-To Guide, tackle your questions regarding higher education. We have some great questions from all over the country today. This is a question on Twitter from at CoolestMom512. She tweets in asking, my daughter is struggling to figure out which college to choose and is stressed out by the whole ordeal. What would be your number one piece of advice to make this decision easier? That's a great question, Coolest Mom, and I dig the name. Let me start off by saying that taking an interest in your child's higher education plans definitely makes you the coolest mom. This is a pretty tough question for me. There are so many things to consider when choosing a school that really this could be an entire episode on its own. However, if I had to choose just one, oh, let's see, it would be... Does the schools that your daughter's looking at have the degree or at least set of degrees that will lead to her chosen career path? Now, let me tell you, at 17, 18, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I grew up. I didn't know what I wanted to be, as they say. Maybe your daughter does. Maybe she hasn't figured out. But one mistake that students often make is choosing a school for other reasons. But then realizing that that school doesn't offer the major that they want, and they end up settling for something that really they never wanted in the first place, or they end up just transferring. Don't get me wrong, there are so many factors to consider. Location, cost, alumni success, quality of the school, but you told me to pick one. And so I hope that helps uh, at CoolestMom512. Keep me updated on Twitter with how the decision turns out. So our next question comes from Robert, a high school counselor in Texas. He writes, many students here have not completed a FAFSA. When I speak with parents, a common concern is the privacy of their information. How would you address this? Thanks for your question, Robert. I really appreciate it. This concern is a bit perplexing and unfortunately is quite common all over the United States. The way that I address this concern is by assuring them that nothing negative results from filling out a FAFSA. The FAFSA is operated by the government, hence the website fafsa.gov, and what it asks for on the application is information that they already have, your tax information. 
there is a handy feature on the FAFSA called the DRT or data retrieval tool that can link the FAFSA uh, to the IRS website to pull your tax information automatically into the FAFSA. What I tell parents is the FAFSA will show you what your options are. Am I or my child eligible for federal work study? Do we have the Pell Grant available? Are there state grants? Does the school I'm applying for offer any grants or scholarships based on the FAFSA? Not filling out one only limits your options for funding your education. I know that sometimes it's not easy, Robert, answering the questions like that, but I hope that helps you in the future. The final question we have for today comes from Joanne in Los Angeles, California. She writes in asking, my son is taking a lot of AP classes during his senior year. How important are those? That's a great question, Joanne. I really appreciate it. It's actually a question that comes up quite a bit for me, and I understand where it's coming from because those advanced placement classes are more rigorous. They're a bit stressful at times, so I understand why you're asking it. It's really a case-by-case scenario, though, when it comes to advanced placement, honors or international baccalaureate or IB classes. There's really just some items that you need to check off when looking at those classes. First is, what colleges is your son looking at? Are these advanced courses required for entry? Will those courses increase his chances of acceptance? Are the classes going to earn him credits that the college is going into? And finally, are those courses going to give your son the balance he needs at home, at school, his social life? Those are very important questions to kind of check off about these classes. Uh, Your son may be looking at schools where these courses reflect positively on him getting accepted, but he may be looking at schools where these classes have no benefit at all. What I've told students in the past is that you have really two options. One, take those courses as a safeguard for leaving the door open to looking into multiple colleges. Or two, drop those courses if there's no benefit of taking them at their chosen college, really just so that they're not stressed out by the rigor of those courses if they're not required. I really appreciate you asking that question, Joanne, and I hope that helps tonight when you're asking your son those questions at the dinner table to really see if those AP courses are going to benefit him. So again, thank you, Joanne, for asking such a great question. I know it's going to benefit a lot of students and parents out there. And that does it for Mailbox Q&A. Be sure to send in those questions by email, Facebook, or on Twitter. Today's Mailbox Q&A was brought to you by the team at Gatekeeper Offroad. And that does it for this week on the Higher Ed for All podcast. As always, I'm your host, David Affilato Jr. Tune in next week when we explore financial aid, the FAFSA, and where to begin with scholarships and grants. This podcast was brought to you by the good folks at Gatekeeper Offroad.